0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to your bonus episode of The Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Anna Sale. How are you?
1: I'm good. How Thank are you? Thank so you so much. For,
0: I'm freaking out that you're here. Oh. I, if you First off, of course, if you don't know, bonus episodes of The Game Over Greggy Show over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. You toss us a buck or more, we give you a bonus episode. Then a month later, it goes live for everybody else. So This is one of the not normal episodes. We like to use them to interview everybody. And you, Anna Sale are the host of my favorite podcast.
1: Oh, your very favorite? Yep, Death, Sex, and Money. Yeah, it's it's
0: one of those things where we get it a lot of times where people hit us up and like, well, what podcast do you guys listen to? And this is always the one I talk to where I'm like, if I'm cooking, if I'm playing a game where I'm just grinding and I'm not having to pay attention to what's happening, you are in my ears. So to actually meet you finally, because I felt like it's one of those where Twitter is such a weird forum to meet people and so like I remember when I I followed you you followed back We were talking. I was like "Oh, the shows great. You're like, oh, thanks for the support blah blah and then uh, it's that weird thing of for Me and the audience we have right we call the kind of funny fans best friends Mm -hmm. and it's because all we do is talk about ourselves and to and in in a way you are the same way on death, sex and money. <laughs>
1: all you do is talk about yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's
0: like when like I knew like I remember the first episode of you and like your boyfriend at the time. Are we going to yeah. stay together? or What are we going to do? And then like I'm pregnant. I'm moving. All the stuff. And I was like, oh, you're moving to. The, I remember I DM'd you. You're moving yeah. to the Bay Area. We should get dinner. And then after I sent it, I was like, that's kind of weird for somebody <laughs> I haven't met to be like, what's up? And I was, but it happens to us all the time. So it's just. It's a weird thing to have the shoe on the other foot for this.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to live on your side of the country now. Yeah, I know, right? It's quite pleasant.
0: Yeah, well, you came from New York now to out to the yes, Bay Area. Better yeah. weather. Yes. Yeah. Are you adjusting yes. well?
1: Of course, mm. yeah. I actually, I'm still working East Coast hours, so I'm done at 3 p.m., so I've got daylight, which I think is part of why I so very much like my life now, yeah. because you have some afternoon time.
0: Sure, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. But those mornings got to be killer. Mornings are tough. And and how old is your child right now? She's 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: daddy's on morning duty because mom's got to go to work. (laughs) So he does breakfast. You've nailed it.
0: You've nailed it. You've cracked the code on (laughs) that one. So let's start with Death, Death, Sex, and Money. Mm -hmm. For somebody who doesn't know, one of our podcast listeners who hasn't listened to my advice and listened to this show, Mm -hmm. what is it?
1: Uh, It is an interview show um, where... I wanted to do interviews and hear people's stories that were about the things that I felt like were often left out mm-hmm. because of manners or trying to be polite. Sure. And, and were the things that I actually needed to hear about? Like, how did people make money, start their careers? How did they figure out that their partner was actually the one? How, how do they think about, like... Making, making good decisions because we're all going to die. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that was sort of the idea, was the jumping off point, was I wanted to do a show that was around like, look, we all deal with this stuff, we don't talk about it, so we're going to structure conversations about the hard moments and transitions mm. in life to try to just kind of t- t- sweep away some of the feelings of taboo and also aloneness and isolation that you feel when you do deal with hard stuff.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean it's always fascinating for me as we build our community and build this audience to watch other podcasts and other communities do the same thing in Mm. a different way. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've loved about watching. I mean, I've been there since episode one. I forget. It must've been, was it this American life gave you guys a shout out? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Very early on. Yeah. Amazing. So that's yes. where I, I got the jump and I hopped over. But to see like where you guys are now, where you've just done, you know, I loved the whole how do you deal with a breakup uh-huh. arc you guys had because yeah. it was this episode's coming up, go to this Google Doc, yeah. and fill in this and build a set list and all these different things. And now you're doing it for, I forget what's the other, the new one because there was like a million you tossed out of like. Now
1: there's, we're doing student loans. So people are sending us emails <laughs> that are like, holy, sh-, they're like telling like to the cent how much money they owe yeah. and how it shaped all of their choices about. Sure career and you where know where to live, where yeah. to live yeah. and wh- when they can get married and all this stuff. And, and it's such a secret cause you feel so ashamed if you've got tens of thousands of dollars of debt and don't know how you're going to pay it
0: off. Right. And, it, and I think for every American, everybody's like, Oh, we get that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like my Canadian girlfriend though, when I go up there and talk to her family, I, I, went, I went up there uh, for Christmas and they do a, a, a brunch with all the extended family. Mm-hmm. And when they came over there and they meet me for the first time, and they're talking, then it was though, walk us through your education system. Oh. And, I, and, I, and I started throwing away how, throwing out how much tuition costs and then had to be translated into French. And people were freaking out. of just like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just everybody does it. Everybody knows that's how it's going to be. Don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was just in Sweden. I have a baby who's 10 months old. So, and I was talking to some radio colleagues, and they were like, "What did you do when you went back to work?" And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, we just picked up where we left off with the show." And they were like, "No, no, no, we meant with the baby." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because to them, like, you just take at least a year off work. Exactly. You know, I was back after four no,
0: months, and that's the same way talking to that family up there of like how yeah. it's run in Canada of like what It's yeah. three months and you're back to work? Well,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Kid's gonna be 18 soon enough. It's yeah, she's about very it.
1: independent. She can yeah. take care of herself. Exactly. For four months. Yeah. You open up the dog food. You walk yeah. out. it's
0: fine. She'll be fine. She's, got, she's know what she's doing. So what I want to know to start with is I uh, that's always been the great thing about death sex and money this idea of the things we think about a lot and need to talk about more was that where does that idea start from what were you doing before this were you podcasting other Mm-mm.
1: no it's it's like a I wasn't I was just a traditional public radio newsroom reporter and I was actually covering politics right okay. before I started the show and so it, it seems like quite a jump to go from covering news to going really deep into personal stories and talking about my own life. But I think it was a a, a reaction to politics, which is, Mm. you know, people are saying things to you all day long that you know on their face are just – not true or exactly not what they're thinking about right now. You know, they're thinking about how they're going to win the next election or how they're going to raise the money. And they're talking to you about whatever, you know, whatever the the platitudes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I just was just like tired of it. I was like, let's actually talk about the real stuff. Let's, let's not like keep pretending that this is what we want to, you know, these are the, you're like, you're actually answering my questions. How long had you done that for? Uh, almost 10 years, like eight years. Okay.
0: Okay. Wow. 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 Mm
1: -hmm. One of my last, um, one of my last victorious moments as a political reporter if you've seen the documentary Wiener yeah. which is about Anthony Wiener yeah. I I am the reporter on the ground I have headphones on because I'm a radio reporter and I'm just screaming why should we trust your judgment and he just walks away not answering awesome. my question that is awesome oh my god I totally
0: watched that that's funny Yeah, that's awesome uh-huh. so was it a hard sell? Are you are you talking to the same people like that you work for now? Like I want to leave politics and I want to go do Death Sex, Money. It
1: was a little bit. It, it, the way it started was I work for WNYC, who makes Radio Lab and Freakonomics, and yeah. and they and it was twenty. Uh, let's see, thirteen. So it was before Serial, but they the Serial podcast, which like exploded sure. the zone. Um, but they they knew that there were that podcasting was a space they wanted to make more shows. So they actually had a contest station wide and they said, anybody who works for us, we're taking your ideas Wow! and the, the finalists will get to pilot their ideas. So it was basically like, I, I was kind of tired of covering politics and I get this invitation in my email inbox. That's like, if you could make up your dream show, what would it be? So I was, it, it was that, kind of prompt that made me think, what would I make if I could make mm. the thing that I most wanted to make in the world? Yeah. And that's what led me to pitch death, sex and money.
0: And does that start from where you were in your relationship? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh
1: Yeah. It starts where I was in life, which was um, I was in my early 30s. I was divorced. I was dating my my now husband Arthur, but we were long distance, and he's a wildlife biologist, and I was living in New York City. So I was just like, where is this relationship going? And ha- now I have to support myself in New York City. You know, all this like angst about how my life was going to actually work. Sure. And I just felt like I wanted to be able to ask people, how did you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Over and over again. Because you take something different from every person's story you hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And so, I mean, your story is similar to mine in the way that I went to Mizzou, got a degree in journalism. I always knew I was doing it to write about video games eventually. Mm But I you know, leave school immediately and go work as a general assignment newspaper reporter. Yeah. And I was working night shift. So it was, I'm on politics this day. There's a SWAT team situation. I'm at Miss Willie's quilt shop for a grand <laughs> opening the other Saturday. You know what I mean? But then to jump over into video games and eventually get to where I am now where it's like, I could never go back because all I do is talk about, again, myself and what my opinion is. And I remember those times of being there interviewing people and being like, you're fucking lying, but yeah. I can't say yeah. that. And I just won't be reflected in the article. And I don't agree with what you're saying, but you have. Was that weird for you to let that guard down and it actually come out Oh, up? for sure. Yeah.
1: And Well, it's also very, like, on the one hand, you think, oh, I get to be so free and talk about myself. But on the other hand, you are letting people see you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exposing. And, and I think, I do think that, like, working in a newsroom, really helped me, like all those skills of just like writing fast, writing yep. clear, like making sure what you're saying isn't a lie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. skills. I think were really important, but um, I really like what I'm doing now.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. there's, that's the whole thing. That yeah. once, the, 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 well, the worms are out of the can. Yeah. You can't go back. That's the whole thing. I, you know, we talk about here of like, well, if this job didn't happen or if Kind of Funny closed tomorrow, it's like, well, I could never go back to being a reporter because <laughs> everyone would know and tear me apart I yeah. everything I've said. But yeah. it, it is that thing of it's always fascinating for me the way the skills I developed through journalism school and through, you know, being on the phone, nonstop t- typing, mm-hmm. talking, knowing active listening. I'm going to give you this question. I'm going to do this. I'm going to write down your quote. I'm going to, I knew yeah. how the interview was going and then to get here and I will never forget when IGN gave me my talk show and uh-huh. it was just like, all right, cool. Now you don't have to write down anyone's responses. Yeah. I was like, I just talk to people. I'm like, oh, this will be, <laughs> this is a piece of cake, especially after how long we podcasted then. Yeah. So what about. I don't know, as someone who's a fan, I don't know the success metri- metrics of Death, Sex, and Money. Is it been exponentially growing? Is it crazy now? Or it, how do you see your audience? I
1: feel like we are sort of, like, we, our timing was interesting because we launched in May of 2014 <coughs> and then with This American Life. And and if you remember back then, it was a much less crowded podcast oh, sure, yeah, space. Yeah. So, so Ira Glass says, check out Death, Sex, and Money. So right out of the gate, we had this incredible, like, well, okay, I'll right, try sure it out. I love people talking yeah <laughs> um, so it was really that was amazing and it helped us find an audience really quickly and then six months later, when serial happened, all of a sudden people who'd never you know gone tried to figure out how to listen to a podcast yeah. were discovering they, don't know how they to could use listen. iTunes podcast. yeah, and then they learned and so then it was like poof. um and so and then or a few other like we did something with Dan Savage and so we like oh, yeah. his episode. huge um, kind of loyal audience found us so we had these like really nice things that like built our audience really quickly right out of the gate. Um, And then, and now it's like people are discovering us, but I think you're not having the same like, sure the
0: big big jumps. yeah, Yeah. But,
1: but I actually kind of like, I'm into it because now I, I feel like I have a real, like now I'm thinking, okay, the podcast space is super, super crowded. How do we keep making sure that the listeners who are our listeners really feel like we are, taking care of our community and that they feel like our best friends, you know, like, like it's like, what can we ask our listeners to do and what, what little presents can we give back to them so that they keep thinking of death, sex and money as like their show, you know? And so that's a really fun, creative, creative, Right. Question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Can we keep doing to surprise them?
0: Yeah, trying to keep the audience on their toes is always yeah. a big thing for us, right? Like right before you got here today for a time capsule on when this was filmed, uh, Stephen Ogg, who's on The Walking Dead in Westworld, uh-huh. he's a friend. He came in and just did the morning show with us, right? Cool. And it's like a fun thing for the two thousand, three thousand people who watch that live and yeah. don't get the podcast, and you know they understand what's happening down the line. And then there was the time when uh, your, your first time you ever had the pl- the pledge drive, and you were like, Oh so yeah, get, the, get your tote bag. I was like immediately. <laughs> And when we were still working from home, Nick would always borrow bags. And one day he borrowed the tote bag. Yeah. And he, and he took it home and he's like, oh yeah, I still got that tote bag. He's like, do you care? And I'm like, yes. Like that's the one bag you can't borrow and not bring back. That bag has to come back to me. He's like, oh, she's fine. Went and Sweet. got it from his wife. Yeah. yeah. But that's like the, I mean, that's why I think it works for me in terms of knowing how our audience feels and what they want from us and that connection, that personality. You know what I mean? Of the fact of like, I like them being involved in another community that for me then speaks to what it is. And it is always that thing of like, you know, our audience makes the joke all the time of like, the shtick for the game over Greggy shows, right? We always say it's four, sometimes five be- best friends gather on this table mm-hmm. and I, the fifth best friend is always the audience. Yeah, right. And yeah. so like, we'll always get that. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Your, your audience has probably sent it to you too. But this uh, image, that's a meme of these girls who are eating ice cream in this ad and it's like a billboard. And then there's a guy sitting on the ground, like laughing with them. As they <laughs> eat the ice cream. And they're like, and people are always like, that's what that's it feels me. like. That's what it feels like listening to your show. And that's how I always feel with you. Where it is that thing where I'll be listening? Oh, d- oh don't oh. do that. Why would you? Oh no, that's a bad financial plan. Don't do, you know what I mean? So to to get involved with something that way is always Fascinating. You know what I mean? Did you know, like, were you, I mean, you're talking about how early podcast was then in terms of like how many there were. Did you expect that? Did you know that, that that would be something? I had happened?
1: no idea. I yeah. mean, it's like when you start something, cause when you come from broadcast, you're like, no matter, you know, I'm going to make this story and it's going to go out on the transmitters and sure. whoever's driving their cars is going to hear my voice yeah. or cooking their dinner. And then I was like, shit with podcasts, <laughs> they have to press play and yeah. they have to choose you over and over again. And so that was a whole, um, I remember just being terrified. Like, what if no one presses play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How will they find so, us? What will they do? Yeah. Please leave a review. Um, so it's been, but what was so cool is like right from the very beginning, I kind of had a sense. I was like, well, this is what I want to hear more of. Mm. And you, I, we immediately got emails that were like, oh my God, when he said this in this episode, it made me think about this moment in my life. And people just were very quickly like opening up and telling us yeah. their secrets in our email inbox. And so it was like, okay. We've, we've hit something. And well, that's always what it comes down to with yeah. content, right? If you yeah. make
0: something you want to enjoy or in, listen to, then there you go. There's going to yeah. be an audience for it. You just never know how large it's going to be. Yeah. And that was the thing of like, you know, people always talk about us where it's like, oh, you, I was with you guys from the spare bedroom to this yeah. studio to Kind of Funny Live, this, you know, giant event. And for you, I'll never forget when it was like and next week's Jane Fonda. I was yeah. like, how the hell <laughs> did they get Jane Fonda? You know what I mean? And then I book you for this show and you start tweeting like, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing live with Alec Baldwin. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? You are quickly moving out of the stratosphere of somebody who should come hang out with us in San Francisco were those how did I mean Do those are those you, are those milestones for you of hitting those oh kind of things? yeah
1: well the Jane Fonda episode that was when I was the before the show launched oh, wow. so I was you know didn't know what was going to happen and and it was such this weird she had this book that had come out that was about adolescence and sex and yeah. I was like you are a woman in your 70s. Why are you <laughs> writing a book about this? this? information
0: might be dated. Yeah,
1: and so it um, turns out she happens to be like a real activist around issues of sexual health and teens, and so I, I, that's how we got her. I was like, I would like to talk to you about how you thought about sex when you were a teenager mm-hmm. and some other things in your life. Are you cool with that? And she was like, cool. So we did this really amazing interview um, that I just was like, she just was so open. Yeah. Um, and it's still one of my favorite episodes but but when i actually recorded that interview it was before the show had launched so she you know i'm like there's this it's going to be called death sex and money it's cool right She's, yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we went from there yeah, I yeah. think she
0: talked about it in the show right? yeah or she mentions like that's a weird title or something <laughs> yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. and then Alec Baldwin is that that you've already grown in that space enough that it's easy to get it
1: that was a cool thing because um, they he he had a new memoir out and uh, he was doing a big event in New York City and they reached out to me to nice. do to be the interviewer so that that was like a nice like email to get and confirmation of like oh I know what I'm doing yeah, yeah, yeah. people <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that is the thing of like, I, as somebody who interviews people all the time, you're great at it. And I'm, I'm sure you, you know that. And I'm sure people, I hope people tell you that all the time. But it's that thing where I, I, I always, this is a weird reference. Stick with me. Okay. Uh, do you remember the 49ers Seahawks game a few years ago? No. where Okay. At the end of it, there was this controversial cat, this whole thing of them, there had been all this lead up people screaming at oh, each other a about- lot. Sherman yep
1: okay yeah and he's like
0: and he and he gives this post game interview to Aaron Andrews yeah and I'm watching this on the, on a plane and he's like it was something like I, I told you not to come for me don't come for me and, and I in my seat I go who and Aaron Andrews goes who were you talking about? And, and I was like, "That's that." And that, for me, as somebody who interviews people, is the thing that so many people would miss. Uh, that they would be like, "I don't get the reference you're making," and I'm going to keep going and not sit there and, and expose myself to not understanding yes. maybe something that I should have. Yeah. And so many times on your show, I hear you. You ask the question I'm about to, th- I'm thinking about or what I want to oh. know next, which is always great. And then you have an infectious laugh, with, okay. which I'm a big fan of. Thank you. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> the killer combo. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get. It. Well, that's how you do it all the time too. You ask tough questions and then you laugh it off. <laughs> Yeah, like, so ah, aren't they I charming in I'm
1: not threatening at all yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get it Um, so you, you we talk you know Jane Fonda and you're asking tough questions to her and all these different, I, do you find yourself with this do you get into a lot of sticky situations where you're talking to people about their sex life or these stories or money and they stop you and they're like I don't want to talk about that or I want to pull back uh, on
1: this I don't think those are like I say that at the beginning of every interview I say you know I'm going to ask you personal questions and if there's anything that just feels like in a zone where you don't want to talk about, you can just say, I don't want yeah. to talk about that and we'll move on. I, I think that what feels stickier is also part of the show is that we talk to people who aren't famous. and
0: That's um, the majority of the episodes yeah. to be clear as anybody who's watching. And yeah.
1: And there's like cool, you know, and I love those because they're very like, there's incredible, extraordinary stories among people you've never heard of. And, and the thing that feels sticky sometimes with that is just making sure you know if you hit on something like someone's mental health issues and and moments when they might have been suicidal or something you know i'm not a therapist sure. so it's so it's trying to make sure that i'm not leading someone into a position where they're going to feel like you know where it's where it's unsafe um or where they haven't fully thought through the consequences of talking personally you know when you're talking about your relationships you're often talking about someone else who's not in the room and so we will change names and things like that if you're saying something about you know whatever my husband made this it was was hard when this was going on you know we'll we'll do do our part to kind of try to contain harm um but we also fact check and consider ourselves a journalistic show. Mm. So we don't um, hide identities so people can call in and be like, this crazy thing happened and it's all made up. Yeah, you yeah.
0: Know? The penthouse forum. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was just delivering a pizza. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> Those aren't true. No. Well, I, mean, I mean, some of them are. <laughs> OK. I've known
0: a few pizza delivery people. Um, so when you launch it, how big is the staff you're working with?
1: Uh, we are still just a like one full time producer, two full time producers, and I have an editor. Yeah, okay. So it's a very small, sort of nimble team.
0: Is that the same now? I mean, we, that's just been. The oh, when we run? launched,
1: it was me and an editor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And so, wh- what has the growth allowed you to do? Because it feel I felt like. I, I, you know, the way we do our shows is, is we, we, ours is all topical. Yeah. So like we're, you know, recording on a Tuesday and then publishing on a Friday, but we're not doing the fact check, you know, Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to bash somebody? Go ahead. We're Mm -hmm. not going to call for comment. (laughs) Then go to hell. But I mean, for you, like what does that timeline look like in terms of getting a show out? How how many many weeks are you working?
1: I mean, all of our interviews are edited and kind of, um, we, we will track, you know, I do narration, there's music and we spend a lot of time, um, you know, polishing and trying to make sure it, the pacing is right. And, and, uh, so I think the quickest we go from interview to episode being out is maybe a week and a half, oh, wow, okay. but that's fast. Yeah, yeah. Typically we do an interview. We'll, we'll have other episodes that we're working on simultaneously. And then, you know, it takes several weeks or a month before it comes out. Was and it- then some take, you know, a lot more episodes where there's multiple interviews and lots of different voices. We'll spend weeks and weeks and weeks on.
0: So what I like about your narrative and your timeline for you personal is the show starts and the first episode is... What what, <laughs> what do I do, right? Like, I'm yeah. in love with this man, but how are you? And I forget who was it you talked to, a senator, right?
1: Yeah, Alan Simpson, who's a former senator from Wyoming.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, he's like your voice. And he's of, an old
1: man. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why I would go to him for relationship <laughs> advice, but it
0: was a crazy story. And how did it happen again for somebody who doesn't uh, know? My I mean, you should all go listen to the first episode. Also.
1: Arthur, Arthur, at the time was my ex boyfriend. We were broken up, and I was like, dude. We're, this, is, this makes sense. We love each other, but our lives aren't going in the same direction. Right. And he didn't want to stay broken up. He wanted to get back together. And I was at that stage where I was like, maybe we shouldn't talk. Um, mm. So he wrote a letter to Alan Simpson, former U.S. Senator, and said... Here's this woman Anna. We, you know, here's what happened in our relationship. Will you call her on my behalf? And why, like, but why, like, why go to cuckoo. Arthur? Like, so <laughs> weird. Like, be- basically, because I was supposed to be Arthur's date at this th- event in Wyoming. He studies animals in Yellowstone, so he was getting this prize in Yellowstone outside of Yellowstone. Senator Simpson was going to be there. Gotcha. So Arthur's like, maybe he'll call. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So then he called me on my cell phone. And his wife was in the background. They'd been married for almost 60 years at that point. And it just – Arthur didn't know this, but they are some of the most open-hearted, like, um st- straight-talking sure. people about – <gasps> yeah, yeah, just yeah. about – they were like, oh, we went to couples counseling at this point, and this is when it was really hard, and this is how yeah. we, we figured that out. You know, it was just very generous of them, and that, that became <laughs> one of the first episodes of the show because I was like, wow, this is amazing because yeah. – they they talked to me about sex. They talked to me about he he was one of the kind of most um aggressive questioners of Anita Hill mm. during the Clarence Thomas hearings and his wife Ann did not like that. So yeah. they talked about that. Like it was it was an incredible interview. Just their story is amazing. And the fact that it mapped on to me needing help. Sure. It was just a little bonus. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow,
0: what I love about it is like it's such a great microcosm for why the show exists and why it needs to exist, right? Mm. And the fact mm-hmm. that you it like, is like, oh, how weird <laughs> that this older gentleman and his wife would be talking about sex and this, that, and the other. And like, that's what the podcast is yeah. of like, well, we should be talking about like, yes, we went to couples counseling. Yeah. Yes, this is needed. Yes, everyone has moments of weakness or needs or desires that need to be met in some way. But like, yeah, it is all closeted away and you don't talk about it in public. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and it was like a bonus that they're in their 80s. He's a Republican. Like, it's just totally unexpected.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly so then that happens but then you and it's so interesting to track your trajectory of like okay you guys weren't together and there maybe it wasn't going to work out and then it does but then you he got the job out here right and that's Mm -hmm. why you moved across the country yeah was there was there a gut check moment there of like fuck this is exactly why i wanted to break up (laughs) this is why i want to be around uh
1: sort of it was kind of like um yeah that was what was so hard for us was he has to. He's he's an academic person, so he needed to be on a college campus somewhere, probably near nature. And <laughs> we, I was living in Brooklyn, working. I was going to say <laughs> that a lot of that Manhattan, yeah, like yeah. so. So, um, there were not very many places on planet Earth where it would make sense for both of us to yeah. live and get to do the kind of work that we love to do. And Berkeley, it just so happens, is one of those places. So when he got the job offer, it was like, oh my god, this is amazing that was my first thought. And then second thought was like, Oh God, what does this mean? And then because of the gift of the internet, um, we worked it out so I could just keep making the show.
0: Was there concern on your part that you weren't going to be able to keep doing the show?
1: A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's just like, how does it, how is this going to work? And if I can keep doing the show, is it still going to feel the same if I'm not surrounded by my team? And, and, um, you know, but, but it's been, pretty it's been pretty great yeah. like um getting to you know i'm just i'm on slack all the time conference yeah. calls all the time facetime all the time like it it's not the same as being in the same place but it's close it's close yeah. you know
0: that was always the thought i mean cuz i granted our products are very different right there's yeah. this video component that we're live we put out like three shows a day cuz we're stupid but uh <laughs> like that was that's always been the thing of like with my long distance girlfriend jen right of uh-huh. the fact that she's in montreal and i'm here and it's like well I love her enough where if it, we could never figure out how we're going to be together that, all right, cool. I'll move to Montreal. Yeah. But it's like, what, as the figurehead of kind of funny, what would that do to everything? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what a wrench in the works. So I can only imagine for you, like you start this podcast, you do this thing, you build this team and then you're like, all right, peace out. And like, ah.
1: yeah, well that was interesting to me that the, the, the biggest feeling of guilt and anxiety I had when I was moving out here was like, what will it do? How will it affect the people that I work with? Yeah. You know, because when you're building something with people who you come to trust and love make doing creative stuff with, like it's, it's scary to feel like you're somehow making their life more difficult by moving across the country. Um, but, uh, It's turned out. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, no. no, no. but I hear you. I mean, that's the thing of like, for me, that was always the concern. You know, one of our co-founders Colin just left the company Mm -hmm. and even like when he was talking to us about going, he was feeling the guilt of like leaving us in this thing. And it's like, no, we understand, Like, you know, this is how it's got to be. And I think that's the thing. When you have a team that is supportive, when you have a team that is going to continue to make the product, no matter what, I think you're okay. It'll all work out. Yeah. And so then how do you like being a mom? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Did you always want to be a mom?
1: Um. Yes. Okay. It, and uh, like in this way, that is like, I don't know if men feel it in the same way. Like for me, it wasn't like the concrete, like oh, someday I really want to hold my own baby in my arm. It was just this like sense, you know, mm-hmm. of just like I know that I want that. Yeah. And I don't know why. Cause it's like hard
0: and scary sure. and
1: like, Oh yeah. I, I want to um, give up
0: my uh, disposable income, my free time, <laughs> yeah. my sleep schedule. That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah. And like, will this tr- person be safe in the world? And what's the direction of the world going in and all these things. But for me, it's never been a question. It was just like,
0: you knew it was going to happen. under
1: what circumstances is going to happen. So that I feel like I have this theory. You can tell me if you think this is sure. Correct, well, not. Me. I have this theory that, um, when it comes to like existential fear and mortality, Women have to confront it earlier than men, mm. because for us, oh. the first question is, are we going to be moms? Sure. Be, and we have a shorter, yep. we've got to sort of know Clock's ticking. if that's in the plan. <laughs> like, not You don't have to be a mom by the time you're 35, but by the time you're in your 30s, you're feeling like, if stuff's not lining up the way I need it to line up, sure. then this this thing that I think I want to do is not going to happen. Do you think that's true? I think so. I I definitely think
0: society in general puts more on, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing of like, when you talk about gender roles and how that goes, yeah, of course, you know, Michael Douglas is still having kids or whatever. And that's the thing of just like, for me, it was that, oh I, I never want kids you know what I mean and I don't want them and I, don't, I, I watched a movie called The Family Man with Nicolas Cage
1: oh I haven't seen it
0: don't it was, it was like <laughs> why did I do this I, I could have had a great apartment and this girl in lingerie with Taya Leone it's not, that, it's not bad it's not great but it was like I watched it in high school I will never forget this Watching high school on the couch and like it's one of those movies where he, like I don't even remember I think he just falls asleep and he dreams his life with Taya Leone uh-huh. what it would have been maybe he bumps his head I don't remember yeah. but uh <laughs> I remember then he comes back to his real life where he lives in this like skyscraper and he's got this uh, super attractive girl who's he's just having sex with and he's got this great car. And the movie ends and the, the moral is like Don't man, have kids. What a great life <laughs> it would have been like and he goes and meets Taylor and I was I took the exact opposite thing, I'm like, Well that's a solid crap. I don't want that. You know what I mean? No, thank you. I'd rather be able to buy fucking video games whenever I want to. So you're clear. No. Oh. Then I met then I met Jen. Oh, the change. Yeah, that was the change. On the first date, she said we were running through everything, and she's like, "Well, well you yeah, know, yeah. I want to do this. I want to do this in my career. You know, maybe have one or two kids." And in my head, I went, "Okay." And then it was that moment where I blocked out what she was saying. I was like, "Wait, why did I just say okay?" You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. oh, like this is. But and it took me like a week to be like, not a knock against anybody else I have been with, but it was I just didn't want kids with those people, and and obviously I was in a different place, and I didn't want those, but to meet this woman who's loving my life and be able to see that future and know like we're going to be in this the whole time. And like suddenly you get, I got excited to think about like what our children will be like and all these different things.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's families come in all shapes and sizes and ways. Uh, So this might sound obnoxious to people who have like non-biological children, but there, there is the like looking at my little girl and seeing my husband's eyes Mm. and seeing, you know parts of my fate like the fact that there's little pieces of us in this one person that we made together it's so cliche but it's also like holy moly this yeah. is because we fell in love and yeah. now there's this person
0: well that's the, i mean that's the thing i found about you know being with jen is like everything i say is so cliche you know what i mean <laughs> I i'm know, just it's, like it's, hard to and it's that annoying thing of just like you know kids you know i make, i make a joke about it on the shows or whatever and i do this thing where i act all choked up when i talk uh-huh. about it all my life <laughs> <laughs> and it's that thing but it's like because it is I'm just like when you tell the story of like yep you know she, I missed all of these signals when she was trying to hail me to date me, and like I missed, them, missed, them, missed them. And then finally one day she sent me a text when I was out with Kevin, who you met earlier, uh-huh. and we were both out at a bar drinking or whatever. And she texted me, and I was a little buzzed, and the message was just hi, hello, all one word. Uh-huh. And I was like, I texted her, I'm like, Kevin, I think, I think Jen's drunk and flirting with me, and he's like, No, she's not. I'm like, I think she might. And so we went back and forth with you know, you know, the little tit for tat kind of thing. And then it was like, I was like, So what is up? And she just texted back, I'm drunk on chilean wine, and I want to flirt with you. And I was like, Yeah. <gasps> And so that night we set up this date cause she was coming into town the next week uh-huh. and like the date. So I, we, it, it was one, once we started, it was over, you know what I mean? We were just yeah. texting non nonstop. And so the night before our first date, I remember texting Tim who had known her longer than me and I was like, dude, Jen's awesome. Well, I, first off I was like, Hey, are you there? And he didn't respond. And then he responded 45 <laughs> minutes later. He's like, I'm here. I'm like, Nope, I was vulnerable. You missed your opportunity. He's like, no, no, tell me. I'm like, Jen's awesome. And I'm going to marry her. And, he, uh-huh. and I'm like, you can screen cap this and throw it in my face when this blows mm-hmm. up. But like, mm-hmm. I, like something's happening here. And then the next day, you know, the next day was our first date. And it was off to the races mm-hmm. both for, for both of us. Cause it was like, we knew we were together and that was that. And that's how this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's awesome. Like, it's cliche to tell that story to people. You know what I mean? But, it, but it was that like, when you know, you know stuff and I hate, I, when I, mm-hmm. when I didn't know and I didn't have it, yeah. but you're like, all right, sure it is.
1: Well, I didn't have that with my husband. Really? The no, you know, cause I was like, I know i I know that like there's, you are so interesting to me and like, I want to hang out with you and be like, date you. Yeah. But the like, marry you, I was yeah. like, Really? Took a long time. Yeah. How long did well, it take? Well, it took a while because I was married before yeah. and I was like d- divorced and not that long out of that experience when I met Arthur. Mm. So I was in like total kind of guarded mourning mode. that, yeah, guarded and also just like, just a mess you know and then there's this like amazing man and it took a while to be able to like just see him with clear eyes you know not through my own drama and be like oh wait you're amazing Yeah, 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 wait a second no I
0: I mean I had done the very you know I grew up in Chicago went to school in Missouri before I moved out here and I did the incredible Midwest thing of went to college had a college sweetheart married her right after school we're still children but we Uh get married you know Uh what I mean and then got the job in San Francisco and moved everything here and then it was like oh wait this world's really big and we don't know what we're doing and she found a job she loved as much as I loved my job and that pulled us apart and it was that thing of I remember when we broke up I was like the next I, I knew the the fact that I, I put my job above her that's all you need yeah. to say right and so I always said like I'll get married again but the next person I marry will have to be the person that if they're like I'm not leaving Montreal ever then I'm like all right, moving to Montreal. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll figure it out. See you. And like, yeah. that's how I feel about Jen, where it's like, this will happen one way or the other.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you also had a first marriage.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's why I think I, mm-hmm. I connect so much mm-hmm. with so many of the stories there. Mm-hmm. I took a lot, there was a lot of time because I was so young and stupid, though. Yeah. So there was a lot of time before I, that happened there before I met Jen or anything like that. Uh-huh. So I understand what you're talking about coming yeah. out and being like, uh, what am I doing? What is life? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got to figure this out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, be free. How long were you married? I forget.
1: Uh, almost four years.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, do you think about it ever?
1: I think about it. Uh, I don't, now I think not, I mean, I think about it with this like hazy, like, wow, that was my life in my twenties. Like that was That feels far away. Yeah. Life feels very different.
0: I mean, as a huge comic book nerd, that's what I always joke around about is like, you know, I feel like my life gets retconned every so often. Uh And like, you know, how like, you know, when they change Superman's history, they still keep Lois in Smallville. So is that. And like, so I have this wiener dog, Portillo. He's there in the middle Uh of the thing. And like, he's like the one constant. So it's like, all right, we like Greg living here, but uh, destroy it, move it there, put it there, keep the dog. Keep the dog. The dog's still a big (laughs) part of his story. But to think back on. Previous relationships, the marriage, all that stuff, it just feels like an alternate universe. Where I look back and I was like, God, I moved here and I was engaged for nine months. Then we went back, we got married, then, you know, moved out here and we were together out here a year and a half. And mm-hmm. it was just like, we lived in a shitty attic apartment where it was way too hot. And it's just like, so, so far removed. Yeah. And then to sit there and be like, I'm, I'm as, as of recording this two weeks, I'll turn 34. Uh-huh. And it's just like, and you know, like, I am not who I was at 24. And like, this is so different of like, you know, to look back at photos, even and like, who is this person? Yeah. Life is weird.
1: Yeah. Why did you choose to wear that? Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Totally. Totally. Totally.
1: <sighs> yeah. 20s are hard, man. Everything's hard. Well, that's true. Uh, that's thanks that. for bringing it. Just down. letting you know, <laughs>
0: just letting you know, everybody. And I always, I, I mean, it gets, I mean, just like, like, I'm just, I hate being an adult. You know what I mean? Mm. Of like the adult things that come up of, all right, taxes and like, you know, we're small business owners. So it's just, me tim and i always t- joke around about it but like it, when colin was here him and nick would get into the conversations about the financials and this that and the other and how can we do this and not do and tim and i would just look at each other oh, totally glassed <laughs> over like we don't know what's happening and that's like oh, back in the day nick's like when even before like, we started kind of funny and we were just doing the game over greggy stuff yeah. he's like you should probably use this account and i'm like all right <laughs> yeah now did no research just send my stuff to this guy and he sends back the paperwork i'm like great thank you because i don't know what the hell i'm doing i have no idea what's going on yeah but yeah it gets easier, I guess, in terms of it. But then I don't know. You see, it's, you keep, inc- you, 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 I feel like you probably had a handle on it. And then are like, oh, I'll throw a kid in the mix.
1: I know. You know, no, I mean? totally. Yeah. No, it's all poof. And like who, there's the things that you, you impose on yourself. Like, oh, let's move across the country and have a kid at the same time. See yeah. what, what, what that's like. Um, and then, of course, there's the things that like life just brings down on you yeah. that you
0: don't see coming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. Whenever I, I you know, uh, I've been debating. This, so this show will go up later. Mm-hmm. This show will go up later than I, I anticipated. So the girlfriend I keep talking about, by the time this post will be my wife. <laughs> I haven't talked about that yet. And oh. so it's been this pressure cooker the last few months of, not even, I, the last four weeks of, like, all of these different things I feel like I could handle on their own of, okay calling one of the co-founders of the business my partner for 10 years is leaving and going to go do his own thing yeah. on a normal thing okay that's bittersweet i want to be happy we want to be happy that's no problem i can handle that then there's this other you know incoming fr- weather front of like I could probably handle, bring you know, me and my long distance girlfriend trying to get married since October, and now the government finally approving it, and now bringing her here, having her leave her job. How do we get her green card? Getting married at the courthouse, going to surprise everyone, but I have to bring in my family and do all this different stuff oh. and blah blah blah. And
1: Wait, who are you surprising?
0: The world. That's awesome. Like, I go back to the best friend yeah. mantra. Like, yeah. they don't like it's this is i we're not, we're not, I mean, people know, right? Like, yeah. so yesterday, in terms of filming, uh, Jen put up her thing saying she's leaving Square Enix, uh-huh. which is her job, right? Yeah. And then next week, I'm gonna go up to get her at her goodbye party and she's gonna tweet, I'm moving to San Francisco to be with yeah. Greg. Yeah. And then May 1st, we're gonna tweet, Hey, we're at the courthouse married. Here's her Aww. dress and here's me and all this different stuff. And so, like, Congratulations. But thank you. Thank you. But of in course, in the
1: future, yeah, I know, right?
0: I know this is weird. It just doesn't happen. This whole show never gets posted. Uh, but uh, yesterday on her Facebook and Twitter, everybody's like, oh, so you're going to go be with Greg, right? Yeah. Like it's like, people yeah. know that's coming, yeah. but I don't think they know the marriage part mm-hmm. and all this different stuff. So like planning a wedding, you know, okay, that's stressful, let alone a wedding. That's like weird and involves the government and all these different mm-hmm. steps. And mm-hmm. it was for forever of, all right, she's going to go do her interview at the consulate and they probably will approve her but until they do we can't really book anything and yeah. so that was like at the beginning of uh, last month so it was like that finally got done it was like all right we need flights and hotels and who's coming yeah. how are they doing the blah, 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 and like all these different things so planning a wedding on top of my business fundamentally changing I'm on then top of colin's my roommate so he's moving to la do oh. i want to stay in the place do i want to go get a new place on top of moving as well Holy. it's like all of this coming together and like you're here on a good day yeah. like <laughs> We're a few days, weeks maybe even removed from like the real storms. Like, you know, we found out yeah, last night we got the apartment we wanted. Great. Good. She's, she's approved to come to the country. Awesome. You know, the, the, uh-huh. the business is great. At, for, you know, it's yeah. awesome again. But it's like those weeks for a while it was, I kept telling, I would tell her, you know I mean? Like you, you came up the stairs and the amount of conversations I had with her at the top of the stairs on the phone because I'm, I'm Greg and I'm, the, you know, the face of this company. I don't want to vent in front of the guys and let them know yeah. how I'm, I'm not handling things well or I am handling things well. But to be out there and it was just like, Every morning I'd wake up and be like, all right, today's the day we're going to get a win and things are going to turn around. And then yeah. you get here and something. And I'm like, the world is just stomping me <laughs> Not into the mud right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just need a break. Can somebody give me a fucking break on any of this stuff? And it was rough everything. So yeah, like you always find a way to make it hard mode. There's always another reason. Like, And I think about it too. I'm like, you know, this week's been great. We've been making great content and seeing great people. But I have all these business dinners at night. And like last night I come home and I open the door to my bedroom and I have the wiener dog or whatever, yeah. and he totally got sick in his cage, and it's just like, well, what does this mean? <laughs> like, can you ta- talk to me? Just tell me what's happening. Are you sick or did you just get a bad? tummy? I don't know what's happening.
1: My go dog like, got sprayed by a skunk in the face at like Tuesday at nine no, thirty p.m. a few weeks good.
0: ago, and it was like,
1: oh, this life just got harder. This is the night, you know what I mean? This is what yeah. that was always
0: the thing that would happen with you know. Uh, you tear back the covers to get into bed and like he had an accident or something oh, when he's a puppy and you're just yeah. like wow it's 1230 and I gotta be up and do this I can't do it but that's just life those hits keep coming you know what I mean yeah it's rough it's a rough it's thing it's rough and you know? like
1: that's I mean this is like a little sappy but to me it's it, it, that's why we have stories because it like helps you sure. give those moments of panic or just it, to give them context and to be like okay I'm in the middle of it right now, but this is going to have an end. Yep. Like every story has be a beginning, middle and end. And then another story is going to start
0: a hundred percent. And like, that's the thing I try to stress to people all the time, especially even when it I was stressing to our guys, when it was bad and we're trying to figure out what's going to happen of like, it won't be like this forever. These nights where we can't sleep and nobody wants to eat and that's going to be fine. But it's like, it's the same way. Uh, since you're on the podcast world, you're familiar mm-hmm. with the moth, right? Yes. Uh, big moth fan as well. Yeah. And the first time they came to San Francisco, I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'm going to go and I'm going to do one," and I'm like, "I podcast all the time. Yeah. I'll be fine." And I got called, and I got called last. I was <gasps> the closer thing, and I got up <sighs> there, pressure. not nervous at all. And I think it was secrets, and it was like, and, and, and I totally misread the room because I'm used to our audience, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Yeah," I, I, I was leading into a story about how my secret a few years ago was having cancer yeah. and everybody gasped and i was like no but i'm talking about how fun it is to tell people you have cancer." it's like oh fuck yeah. i totally i've already lost you this is not g- <laughs> the greg miller shtick is not going to play well to you as i laugh through people crying when the i tell super them
1: earnest audience like oh, oh yeah, yeah right i'm like no 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 because
0: <laughs> like for me and that like you know with the the announcement of the marriage coming up for our timeline not your timeline is the fact of like there's so few th- there's Pivotal moments in my life, where you know you have something to say, and that's going to change everything, and that's like exciting. Uh-huh. And it is. It can be good. It can be bad. But it's a story, right? And that was the same way I felt about the cancer when I got it. <laughs> when I got that diagnosis, I was like, "Well,
1: this will be a great monster story right someday."
0: <laughs> 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 this sucks, but I'm going to talk about it on podcast forever, and I'll never forget. Yeah, uh, geez, what was it? Three, four months in at chemo, my hair's out, I'm all bloated, and disgusting. And I turned to my ex and I just broke down in tears and she's like, what? And I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. Aww. And she goes, when was this ever fun? And I was like, oh, we're to tell stories. <laughs> I thought I could play video games while they gave me chemo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it never gets easier, but if you can always hang your hat on the fact that you're going to have something interesting to say, yeah. you always have a good party story. You yes. know what I mean? That's always good. <laughs> yeah. and if you frame it the right way to the right people, you'll be all right with the cancer stuff. You say it to the wrong people though, it doesn't go well at all. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you're learning. Yeah. Are you nervous about being a mom?
1: Uh, nervous. I feel, you know, the thing that I feel nervous about is um miss missing right right after my daughter's name is June and I I traveled with her when she was five weeks old and went to Chicago for podcast thing sure and um I was holding her in a carrier and this woman at the hotel counter she looks at my baby and she looks at me and she's like, don't blink.
0: Mm. and i was
1: like oh yeah like people tell you that. Yeah. she's like no no my boys are 7 and 9 and i blinked and she gets tears in her eyes yeah. and it was like whoa like uh so i feel like that's kind of what i'm nervous about gotcha. is is the not is the busyness of life and parenthood and working and just somehow missing missing this cuz it, yeah. it 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 does like it just <laughs> you know, when you're watching a baby grow, like you are seeing time pass yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Um, cause I can't see myself get older. I yeah, know yeah. it's happening, but like you see it in this baby, you know? Um, so that's what I'm nervous about. I, I feel like it, at this point, like she's 10 months old. So I know that she likes to play with our dog's leash and she likes crawling around. I, there's so much I don't know about her. So I'm like curious yeah, yeah, to yeah, know yeah. Her. You're still discovering things. Yeah. yeah that's cool. So, um, but I'm sure there will be other things I'm much more nervous about as sure. <laughs> she gets yeah, older yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. leaves the house more. <laughs> exactly when she gets some car keys. Yeah. No, I hear
0: you. I mean, that's the thing. I've you know friends who are my age and used to work with me at IGN or stuff, and they have kids, and it's the exact same conversation of just like it's. I can't believe it's been this many months. I can't the way it goes so fast because then yeah. the thicker when you're learning this new baby, when you're doing all these things, you're, you're you just, it all gets away from you. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't imagine yeah you know, how crazy it is.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm pretty into it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. It's pretty, I'm pretty into it. Yeah. Parenting is pretty, pretty cool.
0: Did you uh, feel like you were, you had all the boxes ticked and you were ready for it? Like, was it when? Oh, no. No. Okay. (laughs) Cause I, it was Colin's sister, I think, or one of his family members used to always say like, you're never ready. Uh It just happens eventually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. And, and and, because we were moving cross country while I'm pregnant. Like, so the thought like the, one of my anxieties was like, where are we going to put this baby? Is this baby going to be in Brooklyn? Is this baby going to be in California? Like, we don't have housing in California. Like, it was, like, yeah, yeah. this long. And, and so everything of just, like, all those things. And also, I got pregnant quickly after we got married. Kind of, like, in a way that we didn't think we were getting pregnant. And yeah. it's like, holy shit, we'll this is trying. happening now. we well, start
0: trying. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it was like, happened. what? Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, that's a lot to take on.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I feel like that's the thing where it's, like, you know, it's funny – to you know be married to be married by the time you see this to Jen Mm -hmm. and then think back on my first marriage in the way that like all the change happened at once again. Whereas like when I I was leaving Missouri and I was Mm -hmm. getting married and we were starting a new job and I was starting we were getting a new place and like here it is the same thing. Not a new job but a different job and a new place and a new not a new wife who has to learn about America. I have to help you learn about America. Let me
1: break the healthcare system to you.
0: Man, I don't even, and like, that was the thing where she's like, well, if we ever have, when 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 we have kids, I'm going back to Canada. I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, it's not you don't have to run from the country to worry about this. So, yeah. Like all the little things that are going on. And it's just like it, it, it's hard mode all the time. You know what I mean? But it's a good thing. Right. It's rewarding on the end. Yeah, that's the point of it all. I'm I guess I
1: feel so honored that I'm with you during this like immense time of transition. Thank
0: it's very you. Very appropriate. I know, right? Well, that was the thing we were doing it so early, and then it got bumped around, and then here we are. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, and that's the whole thing is like you know the, your shows helped in a lot of ways, and hearing those stories and talking to those people and all these different things. And I, for me, it's always finances. I hate money. Oh. I'm so bad. i I don't think I'm bad with money, but it's that like we're gonna have kids one day, and I look at the savings account. and I'm like, I don't know. Is that enough to have a kid ever? Like, I don't know if that's how this works. Yeah. And I like to, have to try to figure that stuff out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a scary thing
0: and that's why that I mean that was the thing of like you know sex obviously sexy in the title mm-hmm. but like money I was like oh yeah I'd love to hear this what do you got and you've had so many interesting <laughs> tell people me on. some
1: more I feel like we can do a lot more about money like because that is our deep shame place that we in this, everybody's right in this yeah, country yeah. we just can't and I have that's where my anxiety lies sure. is around money um just around like am I safe in the world yeah. you know um and and uh, you know you just, uh, uh, yeah, and yeah. and and you're so alone and worrying about like no one will tell you this is what if you have this much you'll be fine exactly because nobody ever knows. <laughs> no, and, change and also like people do it. You just have to figure out how to do it exactly.
0: You yeah, know? and that's the whole thing. But yeah, I remember when I moved here originally to San Francisco and building that Excel doc and coming down to that I had two dollars of free oh. money <laughs> and, and and I was, I remember crying. I'm just like yeah. I I remember going to work and looking across at the coffee shop and my friends would go get a coffee before work and be like. I can't wait till I can afford a cup of coffee across the street. Right. Cause that's like how crazy it was. And so like, that's the thing is you think jumping ahead and being a small business owner, and all these different things that like, all right, cool. I'm in a great place and I, I'm in a good place, but it is that same thing of like, seems like a kid would totally upend all this. It seems like, I don't know if I can actually do this and make that happen. And then what happens? Yeah. You know what I mean? Jen's coming here and the whole deal with immigration is like, she can't work for at least three months while like filing for green card and adjustments of status yeah. and all this stuff. And it's like, Okay, like, I think we're going to be okay, but, like, we'll tighten the belt here and there and do all these different things to protect yourself. But, yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. So, yeah, life's turbulent for me as well right now. (laughs) What questions do you have for me about my turbulent-ass life that's all Uh, weird?
1: Well, I want to know, when you mentioned the Excel spreadsheet and you moved here, like, were you able to, like, fully live on a budget that you tracked?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so what I started doing as, as, you know, the budget got better was the fact that I would budget in there. 120 bucks that I could take out every two weeks with the paycheck and keep it in cash. Cause that's what it was. Oh. The problem was that I'd go out and credit card, credit card, credit yeah. card. And then you'd come home and be like, Oh, I'm not bailing the water out of the boat fast enough yeah. at all. Like I need to s- slam down on this. And that's where the two bucks came around. You're like, Oh no. Yeah. And so it, it, so I, it was like, you know, I'll, if I had two bucks, if I had money in my wallet, that's okay. So like if I'm going out and I'm going to the bars and I open up and I have, okay, cool. That's how much money you have, but you have that for two weeks. And has to 120
1: bucks in this city.
0: Yeah, in this city. Yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah, did yeah. you eat? Well, I mean, uh, that was the thing. Yeah, you got creative. There were a lot of pop tarts. Yeah. yeah. IGN had a uh, you know they had 25 cent pop tarts. There was a lot of that happening at work and stuff. And you could cobble it together. Video games, the video game industry then now too is very built on hey, there's an event tonight and everybody's like fuck yeah, all right, cool. You got like all the appetizers. You're like great, this is good, it's working out. But the budget had grocery money in there. But it was the yeah. same thing where I budgeted 100 dollars for groceries and so you'd go there and oh. Uh, Oh, Hundred five and start pushing things off like no, this ain't gonna happen this way. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So that was like real adulthood, you know what I mean? But that was real adulthood. I feel like smashing into me when it was still, you know, I, in in Columbia, Missouri, everything was so dirt cheap and this yeah. is fun and it's great. And then they get here and like no, no, these are the things you have to figure out now. And you have to. You know, I was twenty three doing all this, and it was like wow, like this sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I remember those phone calls and conversations of like, I remember it was always, I felt like I was almost good and then it would be the holidays and it's like, well, I got to go back to Chicago or do I? And like, can I break my mom's heart and not come back? You can, yeah she'll never (laughs) let you live it down, but you can, uh, and like do that. And like, how do I pay for, you know, you start sending cards instead of gifts and all these different things. And it was like, this sucks but it's like reality now of how this all works. Yeah. And so like, you know, as you go and it gets better and better and I was lucky in the career path I had at IGN and then under here and stuff. So it's not as bleak ever anymore, but it is still like like I'm saying like if I think about big changes like bringing another human being who needs to live off of yeah. my money and then making a human being one day that lives off the money. Yeah. yeah.
1: We did uh, that when we when I got pregnant and it was like how much how what can we afford for housing? Because you have no idea. Like 'cause yeah. it's like, what does a baby cost? And I remember Googling like, how many diapers does a baby use in a month? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. then you go to Amazon, you're like, maybe a hundred bucks a month for yeah. diapers. Yeah. It's a guess. You know, and then you just sort of yeah, we had no idea. We yeah. just haven't, you know, and it's you just, terrifying you just have a to guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: now are you still at the point where with your daughter you're super protective or has it gotten, because it's always, usually it's the, people talk about their second mm. kid where it's mm. like, oh, it'll be fine. Oh, it's mm. playing with the light socket, big deal. But yeah. the, the, the first kid, you're like, ah, pad everything, do this. I'm watching you like a hawk.
1: Yeah, we definitely have like the things on the cabinets now. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like the, the booze cabinet and the like cleaning supply cabinet. It was like, maybe we should, keep an open those. <laughs> maybe we should do something about that. Uh, I have surprised myself that I'm not a super hovery mom. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I, it just it's like I, I kind of like watching, like, if I'm sitting over here and like, where's she gonna go? You sure. know,, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and then when she starts heading up the stairs, I'm like, let me go stand behind her. Um, I like watching how she and the dog interact. Oh, you nice. know how, dog, what yeah. they do an Australian shepherd. oh wow, okay. very good dog yeah. for a baby because okay, she can she's also learned how to pull herself up, yeah, on yeah. his fur okay. and he just rolls with it. um but uh yeah, so I guess I guess like, you know, i'm I'm not. And I also with food, it's like, oh, are you interested in like trying this? Sure, let's see how, You know, yeah, yeah. so I'm not like a a super googling, oh, really? you know, mom. Like you can go there. You oh can, no, no. You, <laughs> the internet will tell you sure. all the ways you are damaging your oh, child. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so I sort of like I, I keep my distance on that and try to go by. By gut and by what I've seen other parents do.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I hate, I know parents hate it when this happens, so I'm not putting on that level. But I'm the same way with the dog. Yeah. Where when I got the dog, it was oh. he just ate something. Google, yeah. what's happening? Oh my god! You know yeah. what I mean? Like nowadays, he just he you just ate something random off the streets of San right. Francisco. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> you will probably be fine. Go on. He's had 12 yeah. years. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. Exactly. <laughs> so what's next for death, sex, and money?
1: What's next? I feel like more money. I'm interested in money. Um, I also, uh, this is like very Mm high-minded, but I feel like our show can play an important role in helping us as Americans hear each other. Mm. I feel like there's a crisis of our ability to feel connected to people who don't We've talked about that a lot on our show. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I just feel like there's more to do. I feel, you know, like it's important work. It's important to make people feel community. Like you know what that, like, There's just so many ways to feel alienated and isolated in our world. And creating these digital communities is actually really important. 100%. The amount of
0: people that come up to us at a convention are like, You got me through the death of my family. Remember, I thought about suicide these days. I mean, like, You know what you're doing matters, even though it doesn't, you know, you don't know. You don't see. You fire off into a microphone, Kevin edits it, and then it's gone. You know, I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. It's always great to run into people. So
1: it's really cool. Yeah. Um, And it's not something I ever, you know, you just think like, oh, I like telling stories. Maybe I'll tell a story. Maybe people listen. But then when you learn like, oh, I'm actually creating, we are creating together this place and this feeling and this sense of community. So I just want to keep doing more of that.
0: Good. Mm -hmm. How often the podcast come out. Comes
1: out uh, like three times a month. We used to be every other week, and then we c- keep th- throwing in another one a month because they're Smart. fun to make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And yeah. thank you so much for coming by. Thank
1: you for having every me. Everybody
0: following on Twitter, it's been up the whole time. You can find Death, Sex, and Money on podcast services around the globe. Uh, yeah. If you supported us and got this early through Patreon, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Extra dollar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You should do Patreon. I know.
0: You just think about it. I'll talk to you about it. All, all right. <laughs> we do. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.